0: Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, and we're going to read the Christmas story. And it says, this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man, and he did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. And as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. I want to invite you to just bow your heads for a moment as we pray. Close your eyes. I'm just going to pray that God's word is brought forth. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you that today, Lord, so much has taken place and it's all to commemorate and celebrate your birth. And we don't know the exact day you were born. We don't even know all the origins of why we do it December 25th. But we do know that you were born and we want to tell the world and remind the world about that. So thank you, God, for giving us that opportunity to be the carriers of the greatest news that ever hit this planet. Thank you, God, that I have the awesome privilege of pastoring an amazing church, that I get to be the father of some amazing children. And I'm married to the hottest woman on the planet, Lisa Remedios. In Jesus' name, everybody shouts. Amen and amen. Can we give God some praise one more time in this house? Uh, I love me some Christmas. Anybody love Christmas here? Uh, Five people love Christmas. Okay, Uh, uh, let's give you another chance. Uh, Do we love Christmas? Do we got any Christmas lovers? Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, has anybody lost their mind shopping? Uh, You lost your mind, right? Like we're peace on earth and we lose our mind on Christmas. Right, I noticed that men and women shop differently. Have you noticed that? Like when a man shops, especially right now online, I did not step in one mall this whole entire Christmas season. You know what I did? I went on Amazon.com. Next day delivery. Can someone praise God for Amazon.com? Amazon.com. I Facetime my kids. I said, what do you want? We're going to purchase your gifts. And, and, and that's because when, when it comes to shopping, if we're shopping with your spouse or your wife... I don't know about you, but men and women do it differently. See, a man knows where he wants to go. He makes a left turn inside the mall. Men, help me out here because I am standing alone and the ladies are, what are you going, where are you, where are you trying to get at, Pastor O? Women, I don't know why, they have a special, a special anointing. That they don't need money to shop, ladies, we don't need time. We don't need. I, I, I one time my wife was like, hey, can we go shopping? I'm like, honey, we don't got money. She goes, who needs that to go shopping? <laughs> we don't need money to go shopping. We just go shopping. And for some reason, uh, when a man goes in, he goes, he makes a, a left. He buys the T-shirt that he selected for the last two months of his life. Ladies, they go to the mall. They have no clue what they're going to buy. But when they get there, they'll know. They'll know, and and uh, a man will pr- pay nineteen ninety five, and he'll pr- he'll pay an overpriced uh, amount for his shirt because the shirt is nine dollars and ninety nine cents. But a man will pay nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents, and but a lady will go in and buy every single thing on sale and talk about we saved money. See, like, you wasted money. You bought a twenty dollars shirt. I could have got that for four ninety nine. Did you see Groupon? Did you see the special on Groupon? We could have bought one and sold the other one. Come on. Ladies. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and how about, do we got any fake trees in the house? Who has a fake tree at home? Fake tree, fake tree, fake tree. Raise your hand if you've got a fake tree in the house. Fake tree. These, everybody look around. These are the people that can't be trusted. Can't be trusted. Who got a real tree in the house? Real tree, real tree, real tree. See, I, I, it would, be, honestly, if it was up to me, I'd be pulling out my tree out of a box every single year. Every single year. And it would have the ornaments inside the box. Okay, it would have the ornaments inside the tree. I'd open that bad boy up. Boom, it's there. Look, Nino Jesus right here. Boom. But my, my wife, my wife, you know, she speaks tree. What I mean that she goes and selects a tree, and she wants her tree to be genuine, authentic Plumpy and good-looking. It's kind of like the way she likes her husband. But she loves, she goes to the tree, she looks at the tree, she allows the tree to speak to her, and when the tree speaks to her, she speaks to it back, she rubs her chest She says, I feel it, I feel it right here, I feel it right here. She goes home, brings the tree, sets it up, and I'm like, my goodness, I never knew that you you needed to know how to speak tree to bring a tree at Christmas. (laughs) Anybody else speak tree? How about traditions? Anybody open their gifts at night? Yeah. At midnight? If you open your, 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 your gifts at night, make some noise. Ooh, we might be outnumbered. If you open your, your, your gifts in the morning, make some noise. All right. Uh, you know, we open ours in the morning. And, uh, uh, and this year, we didn't even wrap our presents. We were just like, hey, just take it out the box. Box, close it. <laughs> One of the things I love about Christmas is Christmas songs. Can we give it up once again for the worship team for amazing Christmas songs? Like, I love Christmas songs. Like, it will be like right after Thanksgiving and I will start putting the Christmas music. My son was telling me the other day, he's like, yo, I love the Christmas season. Like, it just smells different when you walk outside with the Christmas season. And I don't know about you, but have you ever heard a song That any about anybody in a relationship right here, have you ever heard a song and you were like, you know what? My 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 wife should dedicate me this song. (laughs) Have you ever heard a song like that, right? Like, I don't know, like I I wanna I wanna introduce you to my ultimate favorite Christmas song that I've dedicated to myself on behalf of my wife. Here it goes. (laughs) Can we put that a little louder? I don't want anything, Pastor, bro. I don't want anything, bro. Just one, just one thing I need. I don't care about, the presents. Don't care about those presents. Underneath the Christmas, Underneath the Christmas tree. tree yeah. I just want to for my own. More than you could ever All you. make More than you. This is my favorite part right here. This is my favorite part right here. all I want for Christmas. If you know it, sing the song. Come on. Hey. I don't want a lot for Christmas. All right, DJ, cut the track. DJ, cut the track. Pull up. Let's go. How How about this one? My favorite, favorite. One of my favorites right here. Boys to men, silent night. DJ hit the track. Silent
1: if you know it, can you
0: sing this with me? Holy night. Come on. You hear those riffs? Come on. Round your mother and child. Sing that! Come on, crew, out! Right here, here's the part. Here's the part. Here's the part. This is the anointed part. Last line. Sleep in I taught them all they know. I love Christmas, but my absolute favorite thing for Christmas, I don't know if you have not taken part in this experience, man, you are missing out. My favorite part of Christmas is Sister Fran Murray's cookies. I stalked her page every single time. I was just like, when are these going to become vegan? But anyway, I will always make some room for these cookies. I love, I love Christmas. And one of the things I, I try to do is draw some parallels. Uh, and I want to talk to you on this subject. The, the message today is messy Christmas. Look at the person next to you. Tell them messy Christmas. Say, say messy Christmas. See, I love Christmas, uh, but I I draw these parallels and I say, you know what, I, I thank God that even while I'm walking through the corridors of the mall to purchase gifts for other people, I can take a moment and pause and remember that Jesus Christ walked through the corridors from heaven to earth in order to purchase us with his life to give us the greatest gift to humanity, which is his presence. I love that I can say that we can sing songs for Christmas, but the beauty of it is, is that when Jesus Christ was born, he put a new song in our heart. I love that in Christmas time, that what we can do as we are unwrapping our presents or wrapping the presents, the greatest gift we can ever unwrap is the presence of God. Is there anybody here that is grateful that we can celebrate the birth of our Savior? Come on, give God some praise in this house. See, I I think about... How many times we look at each other and we say, hey, Merry, Merry Christmas. But I think the original Christmas story, it was a messy Christmas. It was a a messy Christmas. Like sometimes we think the Bible is boring, but what we don't understand is that the Bible, probably some of the Bible stories have have bigger drama than the greatest soap operas we've ever seen. It's just true. Like, when you read the Christmas story, it's a messy Christmas. Like, that thing is like Days of Our Lives, Betty Lafea, and Jane the Virgin all, twi- all intertwined in one another. <laughs> like, this is how the story goes. An angel comes to the, comes to Mary, and he says, Mary, you're going to conceive a child, a.k.a. modern language, you're going to be pregnant. <laughs> I'm going to be pregnant and the first thing that she says is and, and I, I, I like this because the first thing that she says and I want to pause here for a second because the first thing that she says is how and he and he and, and the angel of the Lord says when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and I and I grabbed it and I say wow that's powerful because many times when God speaks to us what we think most about is not what he told us to do or who it's coming from the first thing that comes into our mind is how But I believe that in 2018, when God speaks to you, can we be a church that doesn't focus on the how? Because here's the how. Can I give you the answer? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You know how you're going to be able to overcome when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You know how you're going to be able to do everything that God has called you to do when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You know how you're going to be able to reach the lens that you never thought that you can reach. You're asking God how. But God, how am I going to do this? God, how am I going to get out of this mess? God, how am I going to overcome? And God is saying, would you allow my Holy Spirit to come upon your life? Don't focus on the how. The how, I got that done. Focus on what I've called you to do and who it's coming from. But this, this story, man, it's a messy Christmas. You know, Men in this house. I don't know about you, but I had the privilege of, of seeing two people that were engaged for a year. And this, this year, I had the privilege of marrying Marcus and Lena. And they were engaged. Can, can Marcus, Lena, can you run up here real quick? Run up, run up. Let's give it up for Marcus and Lena. Lena serves in our finance ministry. She serves in our guest connections ministry, in our prayer counselor ministry. Marcus uh, serves in our, our worship team. You guys don't have to hold hands and make me look bad. Why you don't hold my hand like that? Come on, come on, come on this way. Now, 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 now. Lena is married, but she's the modern-day Mary. This is Joseph. Now, I don't know about you, but huh, how do I put this? Mary is entrusted with the responsibility of communicating to her mother and father and Joseph that she's pregnant. And I don't, now, can you do me a favor, Lena? I, I, we did premarital counseling. One of the things that we said is, hey, get, could we share, you know, maybe some things that we want to just express before we get married? And I could ima- imagine Joseph and Mary standing in front of each other in the, in the counselor's there is. Is there anything that you would like to share with each other before you take that step in marriage? And Lena looks at Marcus in the eye, and Lena says, Marquito. I want you to tell Marcus, Marcus, I'm pregnant. Marcus, I'm pregnant. Now, this is, where he, he, this is where he starts getting excited. Normally, if you're married, you start getting excited. But when you're engaged, Joseph is like, we ain't have sex yet. By the way, all the kids, hopefully you're in kids. Cool how, kids? Because this is an awkward conversation. I try to have one of these birds and the bees conversations with my son. And my son was like, he looked at me dead in the eye, twinkles in the eye, and he looked at me. I was having the birds and the bees conversations with him, and he looked at me in the eye, and he said, Dad, are you comfortable with this conversation? (laughs) This bishop. Bishop looked at me. He was like, we were in the car. He's like, are you comfortable? And and of course, I looked at him back, and I said, of course I am. (laughs) Of course. But now, they're not married. They haven't had relations. Okay? And now married... Is telling Joseph, I'm pregnant, and it's not your kid. Now I want you to tell you, I want you to tell him it's not your kid, it's the Holy Spirit. Oh God. So it was the Holy Spirit. I'm pregnant? It's not your kid. It was the Holy Spirit. What? Que Holy Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) The Holy Spirit better pay child support. I'm just saying. Like, I don't know what to say at that point, right? Because he he could get mad, but then she, like, spiritualizes and She says, no, fue el Espíritu santo. It was the Holy Spirit. Like, you don't know what to do at that moment. And she is faced with this task of losing her mind. He's about to lose his mind. Like, I don't know if my wife were to come and tell me, that she's pregnant, and it was the Holy Spirit. Like, fellas, because, you know, in the Bible, the Bible says that God appears as an angel, or an angel of the Lord comes to Joseph, and he speaks to Joseph. Oh, you know that's right. Like, men, fellas... Can I get an amen that if your lady came to you and she said that she was pregnant, there is no reading the Bible. There is no confirmation. There's no prophet so-and-so. God himself is going to have to crack the sky open, peek his head out, and say, Rolandito, it was me. It was me, Poppy. It was me. All right, Lord, you got this one. Thank you so much. Let's give it up for Marcus and Lena. This is a uh, awkward conversation, but, but the Holy Spirit speaks to Joseph. And the Bible says that Joseph responds to the Holy Spirit. And I want to take this time to share with us how important it is for us to hear of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, I, I look at Joseph and I said, man, Joseph could have walked away from his very purpose had he not heard the voice of that God was speaking him speaking to him through. So he was uh, he the Bible says that he was going to make a decision that he was going to cut her off and even in grace even gracefully he said I'm going to do it quietly because I don't want you because at that time if you were unfaithful or you were accused of being unfaithful you would get stoned and in his grace Joseph he says you know what I'm going to extend you grace I'm going to do this quietly I'm going to walk away I'm going to leave you on your own you probably were cheating on me you were probably doing something but the holy spirit came and spoke to this man of God and said hey listen man it was me I want to let you know that this this seed that is inside of her is not yours. It is not someone else's. It is from the Holy Spirit himself. It is from God himself. And I just want you to know you need to tend to her. You need to care to her. And you need to be a father, or earthly father to this child. And I think that's an amazing comparison to our own lives because many times there are decisions that we're making in our feelings and not in our faith. See, but God didn't call us to walk by feelings. Oh, my God. If we would get this revelation, oh, we would have revival. God did not call us to walk by our feelings, church. God called us to walk by faith. So so God didn't call us to operate in the in the in the in the emotions of the flesh. Yes, emotions are real. Yes, they feel like everything, but the truth is that we're not called to walk by sight, we're called to walk by faith. So what Joseph was seeing was his fiance pregnant and he didn't know who the father was but the Holy Spirit came and spoke to him He got the update. He got the revelation of what God was trying to do. I think that in our lives, man, there are some decisions that we are making in our feelings. We are making in our flesh. But what would it look like in our lives if we said, okay, God, what do you say about this one? If we leaned into the voice of God, if we leaned into the whispers of the Holy Spirit, I think we'll be able to walk in our purpose like never before. Woo! Uh, this new year 2018, I, I just pray that our church community says, We're gonna hear from the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, I don't wanna I, I don't want to just do church, I don't want to just come to church, I want to become the church. Yeah. See, God didn't call us just to come to church, He called us to become this living. We're not an organization, we're a living organism. See, we're not just meant to, to come to church, we're meant to become the church and And so what we're going to do for 2018 is that we're going to seek of the Holy Spirit. We're going to seek to hear what the Holy Spirit has to tell us. And so I want to introduce to you, we mentioned it today in announcements, but the first 40 days of 2018, how many of you guys say, I'm going to seek of the Holy Spirit in my life. And so for the first 21 days, here's what we're going to do as a church. The first 40 days we're going to spend from January 1st To February 9th, we're going to spend every single day, the 40 days, we're going to spend 21 minutes. The first 21 minutes of our day, we're going to take to seek of the Holy Spirit. I don't know that might be difficult for you, but I think I've spent more time on social media when I wake up. I think I've spent more time liking pictures than, than receiving the love of God. I, I, this is not a guilt trip, trust me. This is, this is really just asking us to take inventory and saying, God, I, I believe that I can spend a 20, 21 minutes for the first 40 days of 2018 seeking what the Holy Spirit has to say. And I'm going to wake up in the morning. If I got to get up extra early, I'm going to take 21 minutes for 40 days. And seek of the Holy Spirit. I I got news for you. Maybe after those 40 days, it might become so natural to you that you don't even know it's an effort anymore. It's just a continuous flow of what God is doing in your life. And so on January 7th starts our 21-day fast. And in our 21-day fast, what we're going to do is we're going to take some time and say, God, I'm going to give something up. And in the Bible, there's these fasts that we abstain from food and uh, typically what we do is what's called a Daniel fast. Everybody shout a Daniel fast. Daniel fast. And in a Daniel fast, what you do is you ab- abstain from any unnatural food. So you do uh, fruits and vegetables and whole grain, natural foods. And you say, God, I'm going to abstain from any meat or any. And, and just in that sacrifice unto God, what happens is, is that God, be- you, because you are, you're, you're doing a physical or a, a, a outer expression of what you want God to do on the inside of you. And so that's what fasting is. It's a a natural or an outside experience, an obedience, taking obedience to what God says and and asking him to do something in your heart. You're hungering on the outside or you're being hungry on the outside so that you can hunger more of God on the inside. I want to tell you that there's a principle in my life that I, if, I, if there's anything that I recommend to people is, listen, there's nothing that has changed my life more than fasting. There has no, there, there's decisions that I would have walked, I mean, I would have made the wrong choice in life if I would not have been fasting and praying. Jesus speaks to the disciples and he says, you can't do this. You know why? Because these things only operate when you're praying and you're fasting. You can only hear the Holy Spirit in in a a certain sensitivity when you are praying and fasting. So for 2018, what we're going to do is we're going to spend the first 40 days praying and seeking of the Lord. And we're going to take 21 days from January 7th to fast. Is there anybody here with me saying, God, we're going to seek of you for the first 40 days of 2018. See, Matthew chapter 1, it says, and she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now watch this. Now watch this. This this, this hit me. All. Is it there? It says all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Wait, wait, what? All of this occurred to fulfill the message of this prophet. When I hear the prophecy and I see what's happening, I see what God is doing is awesome, but I see the manifestation of that looking a little awkward. See, and many times when God speaks something over your life, he gives you the end result, but he doesn't give you the process. And I want to let you know I think I believe I came here to speak to one person today and it's this sometimes what looks like a mess like a mess is still God's message being fulfilled Whew, someone shout messy Christmas Come on look at the person next to you tell him messy Christmas See some of the things that you have been experiencing seem like God left this part out. God, you didn't tell me this part of the story, but it's still part of the story that God's trying to iron out in your life. And many times we look at our lives and it looks like the opposite of what God has declared over your life. But I came to declare to someone today that sometimes what looks like a mess in your life, it's actually God's message being fulfilled for your life. He says, all this occurred. You mean you mean I had to go through what I went through to be where I'm at? God is saying, listen, what you went through was not in vain. What you struggled with is not in vain. What you exp- See, you think you just went through that divorce for no reason, but God is saying that had to happen so that you can experience my message being fulfilled in your life. You thought losing a family member, you thought losing a job, you thought being in a heartbreak and breaking through a relationship was just by happenstance. But God is saying that had to happen because in that mess, my message was going to be fulfilled in your life. Boy, oh, even, 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 even in the chaos, God's calling is being fulfilled. See, even in the dirtiest conditions, God's destiny is taking place. See, even in the mayhem, God's mission is being accomplished. See, even in the shambles, God's sovereignty is at work. But many times we want the message without the mess. And so God is saying, listen, listen. See, you, you, you think my, my word is not being accomplished in your life. You think my message is, God, I, this is not what you told me, God. This is not what I felt on the inside of me when you spoke to me. God, how is it that I look at my life and it looks like a mess? But sometimes before you can have a merry Christmas, you need to have a messy Christmas. Because it's in that mess that God prepares you for all that he has for you. See, so many times we want the promise without the problems. We want what's epic without the effort. We want what the success without the sacrifice. And I think that we would love to see God's message be manifested in our lives. But God takes you through a process so that you can become the right recipient to the message that he has for you. <laughs> <laughs> See, God is saying, no, my son, it's not that my word is not being fulfilled in your life. It's that sometimes the recipe to your purpose looks a little messy with the ingredients that I am using. God is saying, no, 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 no. See, sometimes, even in the mess, my message is being fulfilled. And Matthew wants to communicate to the listener that Mary is going through what she's going through. She's going, you know what awkward, mean? awkward means without grace? God will bring you through the awkward so that you can experience the awesome. See, God will bring you through the problems so that you can experience the promise. See, God will bring you through a sacrifice so that you can experience the success. But here's the thing. He's saying you thought it got started with your problems. What you don't know, Mary, is that before you were even born... You're, you're, you're just, you don't understand that you're just part of the story that I'm writing. <laughs> you're just part of the story. And look at the person next to you, tell them it's not about you. <laughs> it's not about you. You're just part of the story that I'm writing. You're just part of the story. Before you were pregnant, before your mother was pregnant with you, see, see, see. Seven hundred years before that, I was, I was, I was already prophesying that there was a savior that was going to come through a virgin. You're just fulfilling your role in the story, my God. You're just fulfilling the role that I've called you to fulfill. It might look messy right now, but there's a message being communicated forth. Does anybody believe that even in the mess, God's message is being fulfilled in your life. Give God some praise in this house. And he says, listen, my my word is being fulfilled and all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. This is actually referencing to Isaiah chapter 7. Where he says, the prophet, he's speaking. And look what he says. It says, all right then the Lord himself, all right then the Lord himself will give you a sign. Here, here's the sign. You ready for this? Look. Here's the sign. You ready for this? Look. The virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Now, I don't know. I got a little sense of humor when I read the Bible. And so I'm saying, God, it doesn't feel pretty, it doesn't feel epic at all. Like, you ever felt like, like the preview was better than the movie? Like I got all excited and then I see the like, eh, it wasn't that good. You're not missing anything, right? And then I'm like, this kind of feels like that because when I hear God revealing who the person that's going to come save humanity is going to look like, it doesn't feel like Emmanuel. It doesn't feel like here. You ready? Here's a sign: God with us. Eh, eh, you do a little better than that. God with us? Ah, not really a climactic conclusion. I, like, I, I hear, here, here's the sign. He's gonna be born in a virgin, and he will be the great warrior. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's my Messiah. My Messiah is the, the great warrior and he will come and he will sever all the heads of those that oppose you and he will place their skulls beneath your feet and you will rule over them. That's my Messiah. Or maybe, no, maybe, maybe not God with us and maybe not the warrior, but what about and the Messiah will come and this will be the sign. He will be the king. That's right, the king. And I will drink wine out of the skulls that I sever. and I will rule with my king, and the king will rule over my enemies, and he will put me in prominent positions, and I will be the ruler. Or if not, maybe, maybe he will be the messiah, the, the rich one. Woo, money, 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 money. He will come in a white horse with the theme song of the Million Dollar Man. And he will come. And, and 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 he will he will resolve all your financial problems. He will elevate your financial status, and he will become your financial advisor. That is the Messiah. But no, you know what it says, Isaiah chapter seven. What does it say? Let's go back to that verse. Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God God with us. And I and I read that, and I'm saying, God, I just I wish it would sound a little bit more powerful. But the truth is that when we hear it, it might sound a little lackluster. But in fact, God is saying, no, I'm going to deliver to you the most important thing you could ever experience. See, because many times we, we I want the warrior because of the, what, what the warrior can give. I want the king because of what the king can give. I want the riches because of I, I, what the, the rich king could give. But here's what God is saying. He, God is saying, the point is not what God can deliver. But the point is that God has been delivered to us. See, here's the point. The point is that divinity came to dwell with humanity. That the perfect came to dwell with the imperfect. That the pure came to dwell with the impure. With the it's not God is about us or God is hearing us or God is speaking to us. No, it's God is with us. God is with us right now. He's saying, I am with you in the good. And I'm with you in the bad. <laughs> I'm with you in the lonely place. And I'm with you when you are with around your friends. I'm, in, I'm with you with the brokenness, but I'm also with you when you are feeling full. I'm with you in the emptiness, but I'm also filling the void. I, God is with you. Why? Because God is wherever you are. God is saying, see, because the greatest need For your life to be restored is for us to be restored. See, what God is saying is, is God is saying, listen, listen, I know you want me to restore your life, but the only way I can restore your life is us has to be restored first. And when us is restored, simultaneously, your life will be restored. See, when us is restored, everything in your life begins to make sense. And everything in your life begins to be placed together because it's been knitted by God. See, God says you don't have to clean up your mess for my message to take place. See, God says, "I am going to eradicate every single barrier. I'm going to remove the barrier that kept us at a distance." He says, "I'm going to remove the wall. I'm going to crumble the wall that you didn't, you couldn't pass through. I am going to remove the mountain that you could not climb, and I will come down from heaven and I will taste humanity so that you can taste of the divine." God with us. What is he saying? He's saying, "God." He's saying God comes to touch each and every one of us because we could never touch him from where we were. As the worship team comes up, I want to let you know on this Christmas day that Emmanuel, the most important thing that we could ever experience is that God is with us. See, he could have done what he wanted to do from heaven. You know what God could have done? God could have just made a new earth and wiped us out. (laughs) That's what he could have done. God could have taken a different road and said, you know what? Ah, Erase everything and start brand new. But what he does is says, no, 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 no. He says, I am going to become one of them. And I'm going to live among them. And I'm going to dwell among them. And I'm going to I'm going to drink. I'm going to drink of sour vinegar so that they can taste my grace. My body will be broken so that their body can be restored. My back will be whipped with lashes so that they can taste and experience my grace. He's saying, God with us. Look at the person next to you. Tell him, Emmanuel. The point isn't what God can deliver but rather that God has been delivered to us. My prayer is that this will never become an old message for us. That this may never become a message that we just say, oh, it's Christmas. No, but the only way we could today have a Merry Christmas is because 2,000 years ago there was a messy Christmas. And there was a messy crucifixion. See, the truth is that Jesus was actually born to die. You ever think about that, that your whole purpose of being born is to die? And Jesus walked this earth knowing that his days were numbered. Jesus walked this earth and tasted of everything and experienced everything so that he can relate to us. And he says, I'm going to perfect humanity by leaving my throne wrap myself with flesh walk amongst humanity so that they can experience the life I'm trying to give them see because when Jesus was born Jesus wasn't the only thing that was born but when Jesus was born so was your future see when Jesus was born so was love see when Jesus was born so was true peace See, when Jesus was born, so was your redemption. <laughs> when Jesus was born, so was your healing. When Jesus was born, so was the abundant life you cannot live without him. When Jesus was born, <laughs> so was your purpose. For while we were yet sinners, Christ came and died for us. See, the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word became flesh, and the Word Word dwelt among us. He touched us because we were too unclean to touch Him. See, in the Mosaic law, you could not touch. If you were clean, you couldn't touch the unclean. Mosaic law, you couldn't touch what was, in well, if you were pure you couldn't touch the impure. Because if you touched the impure, you would consider ceremonially impure. That if you touch what was unholy and unclean, you would get contaminated. But when Jesus came to earth for the first time in history it was not what was unclean contaminated the clean, but it was what was clean contaminated the unclean. the first time in history he says mom he says mom you're going to give birth to me so that you can be reborn dad I'm going to be born so that you can have life the very name that you're going to give me was already designed in history. It was already prophesied that I will be named Emmanuel. I will be called Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, our Savior. For he died for even the soldiers that were killing him. And so for the first time in history, that which was filthy, that which was dirty, gets to touch what is clean. This time, the clean doesn't become unclean. It's the unclean that becomes clean. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhowcom give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.